the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I was driving into work this morning, and uh, out of the blue, I don't know how this happens or why it happens, it gets a little weirder, is that I started to get hiccups. So okay. I suffered through that. I'm, you know, holding my breath. I drank some water. Using all the tricks? Yeah, I did the things that I... Eventually, they did pass. Okay. But then, literally, a minute ago, you walk in here, and you had a few hiccups. I did have a few. So, are they but, contagious? But here's... No, first of all, people say that... You know how a yawn is contagious? Yeah, I you believe know, that's true. You see someone yawning. I don't think the same thing applies to hiccups. But I knew when I hiccuped that it was a temporary situation. Well, how did you know that? Because sometimes you can tell whether I just have got a couple in my system, or I'm settling in for like... A major I've malfunction. I've never heard such no, a thing. I totally what? can. This morning, totally as I'm driving, that. I'm thinking, oh, no, I have hiccups. And then you hear these stories about people like who have hiccups for like decades. You ever hear those stories? My dad had hiccups constantly for, at one point, three weeks. Constantly? four weeks, yeah. Like nonstop? Uh-huh. Sleeping, everything. It was really terrible. What? He was really miserable. What stopped it? He drank water. No, no, no. It was nothing like that. Like, I mean, it was meant, I mean, he was in the, he was in the ER several times. He isn't really. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we've talked to somebody no who had fun. hiccups for like years. Yeah, it was no fun. Some crazy thing like that. So, uh, and and again, this is just, I'm afraid to even say it out loud for fear like it'll come true. You know what but I mean? because you're afraid to jinx yourself. Right. You know, here on the Christian ever, radio program. You know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Oh, no. All of a sudden, and there it is. And like, I can't get rid of it. So like, you know, in 2029, I'm still hiccuping. I, I know. The Ride Home streaming live on YouTube at the word Pittsburgh if you'd like to watch the show. So yesterday we were concerned because we looked like Easter eggs. Mm. Today I feel like we look like we're going to a picnic. <laughs> I know. It's okay. I, I mean, like it. It's just how you get dressed. That's all. Is that, is that all it is? I, I don't spend a lot of time worrying about it, quite honestly. <laughs> well, well, that's a shock. I don't. I don't. Because we what thought we thought you did spend a lot of time thinking about. I got it. a nice shirt on. I'm not saying you don't have a nice shirt. I'm saying that I no one thought that you spent a lot of time thinking about uh, it. No, it's you know the fashion rule thing. Mm-hmm. I, I know. Oh, we need to get that drop. I think I found some. I found a couple. It's great. Yeah, I have very strong opinions about fashion, although I don't tend to follow them. Right, but you certainly have <laughs> opinions. It's what it is to grow up in a house with six women. Yeah, for sure. That's all it is. That and the Tony home perm. <laughs> exactly. Okay, without further ado, Kath, uh, give us an update here on the uh, okay. news. Please give us the uh, top four at four. For Thursday, John. Do you know it was Thursday? I did. October 7th, 2021. Travelers who bring guns to security checkpoints at Pittsburgh International Airport accidentally or otherwise. How do you do that accidentally? You just forget now, yeah, now face losing their concealed carry permit along with getting fined. According to today's TRIB, the TSA 
have caught 27 guns in carry-on baggage at Pittsburgh International so far this year. 27. Quote, in almost every case, the passenger says that they inadvertently had the gun in their bag, said Stephen Kaufman, acting U.S. attorney for Pennsylvania's Western District. Because we have to show criminal intent to bring a criminal charge, no criminal charges have been filed. Right. But Karen Keyes Turner, who is the airport security director, called the number of people showing up at the checkpoint with guns an epidemic. Mm. She said the explanation of, I forgot it was there, doesn't cut it. This is her quote. That's just not responsible, she said. We know that being a responsible gun owner, you should know where your weapon is all the time. Agent, she wasn't yelling. (laughs) I mean, she might have been. I don't know, but I was. For emphasis. Agent stopped five guns over a stretch of six days in late September and early October. Kaufman said that the Allegheny County Sheriff's Office has already agreed to revoke permits in situations when the passenger acts in such a negligent manner. Really? Well, uh, that's good news, right? Very good. Yeah, sure. Uh, my uncle Bernie, uh, <laughs> my uncle Bernie had a gun. Yeah. And when you pulled the trigger, mm-hmm. you know what happened? What? It turned into a lighter. So a flame came out of the end. You think wow. that is so? Uh, as a kid, I thought. Uncle Bernie, I cannot believe how cool you are. Is Uncle Bernie the one that bought several funeral plots? Uh, no, that was my grandfather. Okay. Number two. Right. We had a little, we took a little like tributary from the yeah. main river. Uncle Bernie moved 39 times though. <laughs> Seriously. I had a cousin Bernie who left Pittsburgh and went and moved to the woods. He just disappeared into the woods. Yeah. Last I heard from Uncle Bernie, he was in California. He couldn't go any further. Number two. Nobody was hotter than the St. Louis Cardinals, the hated Cardinals, Mm. winning 17 games in a row at one point, setting a franchise record and streaking into the postseason. But things turned out a little differently last night in the National League wildcard game at Dodger Stadium when Chris Taylor hit a bottom of the ninth, two out, two run homer that sent the Dodgers to a 3-1 victory. And I fell asleep at the top of the ninth. I mean, I can't believe. But the Dodgers, who are going to go further into the playoffs were not bad either down the stretch they went 45 and 15 over their final 60 games mm. also finished the regular season by winning their final 15 consecutive home games which is a franchise record wednesday's win made it 16 in a row let's go bucks number three speaking of sports penn's coach mike sullivan was hit in the head by a puck during the team's preseason game last night with the that's, buffalo sabers that's gotta hurt um or maybe it was yesterday afternoon i, I think it was last night was two night two nights ago it was two nights ago you see his head? No, I didn't see his head. Does he look bad? It looks like he got hit by a puck. Well, how could it not look bad? Yeah, it looks bad. CBS Pittsburgh reports that he was hit at the start of the third period while on the bench and went to the locker room to be evaluated. How, wh- he later how returned. Did, how'd that happen? How did he it said, get through the plexiglass? He said it was a fat... Well, he doesn't stand behind plexiglass. He doesn't? Uh-uh. No. Shoo-wee. He, he said now. He said it was a fast puck. I couldn't move quick enough. Man. Wrong place at the wrong time. He's you fine. He's like killed. no big deal. Of course you could get killed. Number four, Mick Jagger stopped and smelled the roses, or some flowers at least, during his time in Pittsburgh. According to the Trib, uh, a day after he and the Stones wowed the crowd at the concert at Heinz Field, he went to Phipps and got his picture taken in a little flowered shirt right there in the, um, what's that? Uh, I forget. Atrium. No, it wasn't in the atrium. Entranceway. No, it was in the back. Foyer. Anyway, Phipps reposted it. Jagger wrote, thanks Pittsburgh for giving us a great time. And he said, thanks for the visit. You rock. He looks good, doesn't he? He looks terrific. Yeah, he That's does. your top forward four. Very nice. He really looks terrific. Yeah. Like seeing him on the stage, I saw a bunch of videos from friends of mine that were at the concert. Yeah. But close up, the picture on, on Twitter. Looks fabulous. He's 79. I know. Him, he looks great. You know, 
Him and Tom Brady are sharing some sort of health tips. I don't know what it is. Right? How'd you feel about the Dodgers winning last night, I don't John? care. Okay. It's just another rich franchise. Okay. That's again, whether wow, it's the Cardinals better. or the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Red Sox, it's just these teams that are because there's there's two levels in baseball, the A level and then of course the B level, which is where the Pirates have resided for decades. Forever. So there's, you know, this really weird disparity and of course there'll never be any sort of baseball has just got a big problem. It's so, broken. It's completely yeah. broken. And until so, Major League Baseball fixes it, like all the, all, all the calls to you know fix what's going on in Pittsburgh, I don't think even no, really matter. I agree. But don't you care that the Dodgers and the Giants are nope. going to meet for the first time uh, since 1889? I don't. Okay. Nope. I'm sorry I brought it up. I'm saying me too. Did you know that um, Dodgers are going to try to make it 17 consecutive home wins on Monday? Don't care. Just saying. Coming up next, right. we're going to talk about something John Hall does care All about. All right, let's bring it. We're going to talk about apologetics. Dr. Seigart, a uh, biochemist, is going to join us to talk about why it is that we should actually think through our faith and argue for it in the public square. And what are apologetics? Are you apologizing again? Nope. That's because you were mean about the Dodgers. I'm not mean. Oh, mean. You were I just a little lost mean. interest. 101.5 WORD. Do you love to cook or have a favorite recipe that's a winner? Then you need to enter your favorite recipe sweepstakes to submit that delicious recipe. The winning submission will receive a year's worth of meats from Good Ranchers. A $1,400 value. And a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree. Increase your chances of winning by entering once per day and completing bonus entry options. So start cooking. Enter today at wordfm.com slash contests. Are you in high school and thinking about your future or know someone who is? Consider nearby Geneva College. Geneva is a Christian college that prepares students for meaningful service and for their life's work. Geneva College believes that God's Word in its entirety is the starting point of all wisdom and knowledge, and their faculty are Christian scholars who are masters in their fields. Geneva has over 140 majors and programs in fields like accounting, nursing, cybersecurity, biology, aviation, engineering, and more, offering varsity sports, study abroad programs, and lots of club activities. U.S. News & World Report ranks Geneva among the top best value universities in the Northeast. But don't take anyone's word about the quality of a Geneva education. Find out for yourself at a visit day, where you can take a tour, sit in on a class, and meet faculty. You can register now for any of Geneva's visit days, including open house events in October and November and STEM Day on October 22nd. Register at geneva.edu visit. That's geneva.edu visit. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. To be or not to be, if that's your pest question, get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. Booze respects bees until they become a stinging problem for homeowners. Boo and his Bug Stoppers team can safely remove wasps, hornets, carpenter, and ground bees with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get a free quote today. When it comes to getting the buzz on bees, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. 
Pastor, reserve your free tickets now for the 15th annual Word FM Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, 12 p.m. Tuesday, October 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton and Greentree. Senior and associate pastors and their spouses are invited to experience this day of gratitude, fellowship, and encouragement. Tuesday, October 19th, featuring keynote speaker Pastor Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint, heard daily on this station. Doors open at 10.30 a.m. Reservations are required. Your free tickets are available now at wordfm.com slash pastors. So Christianity has its own vocabulary, right? Fair to say that. Every subgroup does. Mm -hmm. Christianity, maybe because it's as old as it is or because it's a religion or whatever, there's a lot of... Terminology. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Apologetics. Cy Gart is back with us. Cy is a regular guest on our show. His book is called The Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. Cy, apologetics are on your mind today. How are you doing? Well, thank you. Yeah. you Good. Got? All right, Cy, for people listening to the show who think I've never heard that word before, uh, give us a good working death. Well, I never heard it either until quite a bit after I became a Christian. And then when I heard it, I said, what does that mean? Are we sorry for being Christian? Right, right. <laughs> what is Christian apologetics? Well, what it actually is, it comes from, I think, an old Latin uh, phrase. I think Thomas Aquinas was the one who wrote a book called Apologia. I think that was the original title. And what it actually means is a intellectual defense of the Christian faith. So that's a little different from what you might experience as a Christian when you go to church and you you read the Bible and you pray and you have faith and you have very spiritual feelings. This is an attempt to defend the Christian faith against its attackers and opponents based on intellectual, philosophical, and later scientific reasoning. I see. And it's, it's, I think it's a fascinating field of, of uh, practice, of Christian practice. So then there are forces outside of the faith, non-believers, who would say, wait a second, Christianity isn't true. It's not based on, it's based right. on, you know, fallacy or you know, no rhyme or reason to it. So Aquinas, one of the first men who said, let me put things straight and give you some arguments for the importance and the, 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 the historical sweep of Christianity. Right. And, and you know, I, I don't think apologetics was a very big deal for a long time because yeah. so many people were Christian. There weren't that many people attacking the faith. Uh, in modern days, C.S. Lewis is one of the, probably the most famous uh, apologists from many decades ago. Uh, he wrote many books uh, in addition to the Narnia Chronicles, but he wrote many books about Christianity in which he really defended the whole idea of miracles and many other uh, aspects of Christian faith with logic, reason, philosophy. And today, when we have such an onslaught of atheism attacking Christianity as fake, as false, we have a real blooming of apologetics as a field uh, to defend the faith. And uh, there are a lot of very active people, some of them you've probably heard of, many of them write books, especially the older generation, well, meaning my age and, you know, younger, but uh, people who write books and read books. And you've probably heard of some of them. Lee Strobel is very well known. He's written uh, uh, The Case for Christ and The Case for Many Other Things. Yeah. Uh, and these are pure apologetics. This is where he actually defends based on historical uh, and sci some scientific and research, uh, uh, literary research, he defends the, the reality of the resurrection, the reality of all the 
major tenets of the Christian faith. And I mean, there are many other very famous people. Gary Habermas uh, is another. Uh, the, these people are mostly scholars. They're, um, many of them are in, a, in the academia, and many of them, are, almost all of them write books, many books. Uh, Sean McDowell, the son of Josh McDowell, uh, two excellent apologists who write books. Right. Okay, Sai, let, most... let me interrupt yeah. you for a minute. Is sure. apologist? So you're a scientist. You're used to yeah. the back and forth that happens when you are proposing an idea, you write a paper, uh, it's accepted for publication, and then you get response from that. Um, so that's, you know, th this type of conversation about I want to propose something and hear what others have to say about it, and I'll argue for my point of view, is right. natural to you. Um, right. So for people who are listening to the program who think the last thing I'd be comfortable doing is debating somebody about Right. What I believe. Right. This almost seems like too far of a jump. So what would you tell someone who's not from your world about how they should think about apologetics or maybe how they could appreciate it? That, that's really a great question, because for the longest time, I refused to think of myself as an apologist for exactly the reasons really? you said. Uh, I came to faith you know, through the work of the Holy Spirit. I, I Nobody argued me into it. <laughs> I I accepted the, the arguments to, you know, reject my atheism and my anti-spirituality views. But actually bringing me to faith was the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And that's not something you want to debate or argue with. No, you can't. However, there are people who keep attacking the Christian faith and many, especially younger people, are sensitive to that and susceptible to it. And they'll say things like, well, you know, believing in God makes no sense because everything about the religion is scientifically false. And with those people, before you can bring them to faith, before you can restore their faith or show them, you know, the, the, the work of the Holy Spirit, you have to attack those intellectual barriers that have been brought to them by some of the new atheists and some of the material they're reading and, and learning about. And that's where apologetics comes in, and it's very, it's very important. Yeah, so si, you're a scientist. Mm -hmm. Is there a scientific case for Jesus? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, I, uh, I was going to mention a few more apologists. I'll skip right down to this, the ones who, who are scientists. And they, some of them bring up scientific rationale for believing in God. Uh, that includes people like Hugh Ross from Reasons to Believe. Sure. which is a guest you know, on our show. Exactly. Um, Stephen Meyer, uh, he just published also a book a called of Return, of, yeah. yep, Return of the God Hypothesis. So these people are all doing apologetics. They're, they're, they're giving actual, concrete, scientific reasons why you know, God is very likely to exist. It might not convince someone to, to become Christian and to go to church and to pray, but it will convince them that believing in God is not crazy or stupid. It actually makes sense. Dr. Cy Gart with us, biochemist. He's taught at uh, NYU, the University of Pittsburgh, and Rutgers University, but author of the book, The Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. Um, Cy, you brought up um, Stephen Meyer, and I, I just watched a podcast that Stephen did. It was a pre-COVID recording, um, so it's not particularly recent. But one of the things that stuck with me, and he's been on our show a bunch, but when I saw him in this context debating um, people who are not believers just about the existence of God. Um, for people who haven't watched a, uh, a discussion like that, it was 
very calm. So I, I want to make sure that we're conveying the fact that this is not a bunch of people shouting each other down. This is not some kind of crazy, like, you know, thing that you'd see on social media where a fight erupts. It's not that. People it's, are rational. Yeah, people are rational. And I and I do believe in this context, most of the time, people of different viewpoints are listening to one another. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, many of the people who are the who are the strongest apologists are philosophers like William Lane Craig, sure. who's very famous. Uh, and they're academics. So they write papers, they write books, they discuss things with each other. I do want to mention the newer crop of apologists who tend to be younger. They don't write books, but they have YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. And there are some really wonderful ones. I'll just mention a few. There's no time to go in depth. But uh, capturing Christianity is is one. Uh, Cameron Bertuzzi runs that, and he's the one who hosted this apologetics conference recently in Houston, where I spoke. Uh, another is inspiring philosophy. Michael Jones, a, a brilliant guy who uses science and philosophy together uh, to to you know present a very strong case for God. And there there are many others. Uh, Mike Winger is a pastor. He's not a scientist, but he, again, very strong apologist talking about the word of God. And it kind of mixes biblical studies with apologetics, which is which is great. And and there are many others. But one thing uh, I just want to say, uh, if I if I read out the whole list of names that I have, one thing you would notice is they're all men. Hmm. And what I want to talk about, perhaps the next time we meet is some younger female apologetic uh, apologists who I some of whom I've met recently who I think uh, we should all be aware of and, and read their material and go to their own uh, in fact I'm doing an interview with one of them next week that's great okay so uh, so I, so, uh, so then you yourself saying you know you spent most of your life working in the scientific field you came mm-hmm. to Christ because of the Holy Spirit so right. before you became a Christian, Did you have any connection with this sort of conversation, someone talking about Jesus from a purely scientific reason? Yes, I I did. And it helped. I mean, I I would say more historical than scientific, but uh, that helped me understand that the idea of Jesus Christ and his rising, you know, after three days from the grave and the whole idea that, you know, Jesus Christ is God, which is not something I could believe in. But when I read some of the historical accounts by some of these people like, uh, oh, let's see, Mike Lacona, um, Habermas, uh, that, that made me, you know, get rid of some of my prejudices, my preconceived notions that these things were impossible because the historical evidence is so strong. Now, it's not particularly scientific, but evidence is evidence and sure. historical evidence can be very strong. Uh, and I also, you know, uh, was exposed to uh, scientific uh, apologists like Francis Collins, who, you know, uh, is just now stepping down from the NIH, who was a fervent Christian uh, and um, re- wrote a, a fantastic book called The Language of God, mm-hmm. which I consider a, an example of apologetics and many others. So, um yes, the answer to your question is yes. I think apologetics plays an important role. In setting the stage, laying the table, whatever metaphor you want to use, for bringing a person to Jesus. Fabulous. Great. 
All right, Cy. Appreciate seeing you, hearing from you. Um, terrific to have you on the program. That's Dr. Cy Gart. Check out his book, The Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. Take care, Cy. Bye-bye. All right. Cy's waving goodbye. Very nice. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, there's an auction coming up in Pittsburgh. Is it going to be like beach chairs and stuff? Uh, probably some of that. Ligonier Beach, which has been a landmark for decades, is up for sale. When was the last time you watched your home movies? Do you have a VCR anymore? What about a film projector? With technology constantly changing, most families don't have a way to enjoy their recorded memories, trapped on VHS, camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos. That's why we created Legacy Box over a decade ago. Legacy Box is an affordable mailed-in kit to have your aging media digitized to DVD, thumb drive, or the cloud. Our trained technicians digitize everything by hand right here in the U.S. Imagine being able to easily relive weddings, graduations, baby's first steps, and more. Get started future-proofing your memories today so you can gather the whole family together and begin the trip down memory lane. Plus, for a limited time, we're offering 40% off. Visit LegacyBox.com LBOX to get an exclusive 40% off. Buy today to take advantage of this incredible offer and send in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com LBOX to save 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Don't let bees buzz off your customers. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Booze 100% Satisfaction Guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. With today's technology, anyone can take a video, but getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great looking videos for your social media, podcasts, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Head to toe, everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. We'll see a couple of showers and a thunderstorm this evening. Otherwise, mostly cloudy skies tonight and mild with a low of 60. Some sunshine tomorrow, then turning cloudy with a couple of showers in the afternoon. We'll reach a high of 75. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow night. It'll be mild with a few showers, the low 61. Saturday, considerable clouds with a couple of showers. A gloomy start to the weekend. We'll see a high of 70. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. 
1925 to 2017. Ligonier Beach in the township of Ligonier was a go-to destination for, I'm sure, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. We took our kids there early on whenever they were little toddlers because the beach had this, actually what it is, it's just a, a big, God bless you, a big cement swimming pool. But it had this very easy, long, gentle slope into the water. So if your baby was, you know, a year and a half or two years old and just kind of toddling around, it was a real nice, easy entrance to get into Ligonier Beach. Now, of course, the but pool, there wasn't sand, or no, there really was wasn't. Just, so that's not really a, just uh, not a good name. No, okay. you know, probably in 1925, it sounded like a good name. You know, it was a beach. But it really wasn't a beach. It was just a cement swimming pool. Okay. Around it was grass. You sat there. There's a snack bar. There were some picnic pavilions. It was very sweet. Now, over the years, it kind of you know fell into somewhat of a disrepair. I remember going there and laughing because the the the, the uh, filtration system was right next to the pool, and it was this big machine that was loud and I'm sorry to say, kind of smoky. So it was just you know. It wasn't meant for the 21st mm-hmm. century sensibilities. However, all that to say, the pool has been shuttered these last couple of years. And coming up on October 23rd, there will be an auction of all the remnants that's left from Ligonier Beach. Okay, what could there be left? Lots of weird things. Now, there's a restaurant and a Is bar. Is it going to be like a fire truck, like the auction at the airport? No, there, there's a lot of weird stuff. You know, so there was an, um, a bar and a restaurant on the property as well. So framed prints, beer advertising, items from the bathhouse uh, that are to be raised, which include chairs and memorabilia. Um, any so if sort you of grew up there and it was like, you know. Part of your then maybe Family. you'd want to, it's like getting a seat from Three Rivers or something. Yeah, I mean, it's they're expecting, apparently, uh, I'm reading an article from today's uh, Trib, uh, Jeff Himmler says that the township is expecting a large crowd and refreshments will be for sale. So, I, I, have you ever been to an auction like this? Never. It's sort of like a, a fond farewell. You're saying goodbye to something. And I'm telling you, I mean, you know, they'll serve coffee and pie and sandwiches and people gather and bid on things. You know, I'm sure it'll run the gamut from a a dollar to maybe, you know, thousands of dollars or more, depending on what it is. It's just a fun, interesting gathering to say goodbye to a landmark. If you went to a pool when you were a kid, did you do that? Uh, There were no pools in Swissville. Mm -hmm. So you never went to a pool? No. Mm -hmm. Did you? North Park Pool? Yeah, I grew up by North Park Pool. So I did go there. But I went more to Avonworth Pool, which was closer to our house. Okay. Um, and I there, it, I was only allowed to spend 50 cents at the snack bar when I was there. That right. was my limit, was 50 cents. Okay, so 50 cents got you what? A piece of pizza me, and a Coke? No, it got me a frozen zero bar mm. and two uh, pretzel rods. All right. I mean, that's an afternoon. I didn't think it was bad. I'm not sure what I had to drink. Mm. I guess the water fountain. Water fountain, probably so. Or I was slurping out of the creek there. Right. I'm not sure what what exactly I was doing, but yeah. the, or I would um, take a day off from the frozen zero bar, which was a big sacrifice, and go for the um, wacky wafers instead. <laughs> Did you, you remember that? those? No, I do not. You don't remember wacky? No. Neither no. one of you remember wacky wafers. No. You know why? Because that's a bad candy. Yeah. Yeah. It went out. It, it went underneath. It went under. Yeah. Because it was just bad. But it was bad. up to you. You would have kept it. I Christy, liked them. Was there a local pool in your neighborhood? There was, but um, we had a pool in the backyard, so we didn't go to the local pool. Uh-huh. Well, pardon me. We had a pool in our backyard, too. Don Hall, he made it work. Yeah, that was the, was it, what kind of pool was that, John? What, what do you mean, what kind of pool was it? 
It's just it was a pool. It was what? What? It was like an above ground pool. Yeah. It was a okay. It's an above ground pool. You had a pool in your backyard? Yeah. In Swissville. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, Don. So both of you had pools in your backyard. Uh huh. Yeah. What was your pool like? It was an above ground pool. Oh my you guys. It was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, I always thought it was nice. That's awesome. You I know, didn't have a pool. Didn't you? That's why I had to go to Avonworth. Well, you know, it's a lot easier, right? To go to Avonworth? Yeah. Yeah, for I mean, my parents, know, it sure we're was. We're always out there with a the filter and getting the bug thing and doing the net and all that. So, you know, putting the cover on if you wanted to or whatnot. The chlorine, the pH factor, all that stuff. It's a lot of work. You know what the best thing is? <laughs> my next door neighbor had a pool. That's that's what you want to go for, especially as oh, an adult. There you go, of course. Is have a pool next door sure. with kind people like the D'Amico's who Come own on the over. pool. And so I just lived at that pool when I was up until I don't know fifth grade or something. What, what I remember about the backyard pool is my dad had like a little uh, like a a bucket larger than a bucket that you had to put your feet in first before you went in the pool because you don't want the grass keep that no, no dirt don't. in there. Right? He was like you know the keeper of that. It was very specific what his rules were. Didn't the sound of a of a pool filter like the above ground was make you happy? Yep. Very nice. I love that sound. That was like summer. Although in Pittsburgh, I mean, you know, how many days did we use that pool? I don't know. Maybe June, July, August, and uh, not that's, every day. Well, that's what summer is. I know, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, there was a lot of work for just a really short little window. It was. Are My you... dad ripped it out. Oh, so that's how much he liked it. Yeah. He said, nope, no more. Nobody was using it once we all got older. Yeah, he was done with it. Yeah, that's what happened to ours as well. Okay. Such is life. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, we're excited because Pastor Jack Graham is with us in a few minutes. Yeah, he's coming to Pittsburgh in a couple weeks. Yep, Pastor Appreciation Luncheon happening October 19th. The Tuesday. At the uh, Hilton here in Green Tree. Mm -hmm. And uh, Pastor Graham, PowerPoint Ministries, you hear on Word FM every day. Pastor's going to be the keynote speaker, so stick around for that. Always a great encouragement to check out Pastor Dr. Jack Graham. That's straight ahead here on The Ride Home. Don't miss it. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New New music. New music from Crowder in the house. It's home sweet home here in the house of the Lord. Stand in Faith by Danny Gokey. I will stand in faith. And all creatures with wonder working. Best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement, offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. 
Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside, too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. It's time to break out to break through. The past year has been rocky for families across our nation, but your involvement makes a difference. Help Cornerstone TV pass on the hope of Jesus during our Breakout to Breakthrough broadcast. Featuring Canaan Bridges, Sean Smith, Matt Sorger, Jane Hammond, and Jay Gilbert. Watch Monday through Friday, October 11th through the 15th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. That's Pittsburgh Channel 40 or Channel 5 on Verizon and Comcast. Premature birth is the number one killer of babies. Those who survive often face birth defects and complications that affect them for life. For hundreds of thousands of families in the United States, this is the hardest thing they will ever have to face. And it's even harder on the baby. Marcha Dimes is providing education and support to families and funding life-saving research to give every baby a fighting chance. You can help. Do something today. Give them tomorrow at marchadimes.org slash tomorrow. Coming up October 19th, our 15th annual Word FM Pastor Appreciation Luncheon. I'm telling you, uh, if you're a, a pastor, a senior pastor, or an associate pastor, and your spouses, you are welcome to this free event here in Green Tree at the Hilton. And it's a fabulous, mm-hmm. really a great time. We look forward to it every year. Hundreds and hundreds of pastors show up. There's always wonderful fellowship. Uh, there's entertainment. There's uh, just, it's, it's a Everything. great party, isn't it? Yep. And we're observing all the CDC guidelines for the event. So if you have concerns about that, we want you to just trust Word FM that we're going to do our very best to follow all the things that the uh, CDC tells us to do while at the same time having a terrific time. Fabulous. Uh, WordFM.com. Uh, go yeah, to the, here's our the homepage. thing. You have to register. Yeah, you do. You have to register because how are we going to know you're coming? And John and I are making all the food that morning. Right. So we want to make your lunch. Rigatoni and... for everyone, my friends. Sounds John's going to make macaroni salad uh, since yeah. he thinks it's so great. That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So wordfm.com to sign up for our 15th annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon. And we're super excited because Dr. Jack Graham will be the keynote speaker that day. Pastor Graham is the pastor of Prestonwood Baptist Church in North Texas. He's also a noted author of numerous books, including his latest called Reignite, Fresh Focus for an Enduring Faith. And Jack Graham is with us right now. Hey, Pastor, welcome to the show. Great to be with you. How's everything uh, in uh, your beautiful city? Well, we are fine here in Pittsburgh, Jack. I have to be honest, you know, you visited us a couple years ago and you and I yep. talked a lot of baseball. And uh-huh. I guess, I don't know if it's good or bad for me to bring up your beloved Texas Rangers because things didn't pan out very well. <laughs> no, we we uh we're struggling right now we we're rebuilding but we'll be back uh, that's the you know we got spring again coming so okay well uh, first it's gonna of all be a long, it's going like to be a long 
long rebuild, I think, for the Rangers. But Well, I, I'm just encouraged because you guys lost actually one more game than the Pittsburgh Pirates. So <laughs> congratulations on that. Oh, thanks for that, yeah. yeah. And we're always rebuilding here in Pittsburgh, <laughs> We've been rebuilding for yeah, 40, well, 50 years. We've been years. in that mode here the last four or five years our, ourselves. But you've got a historic legacy, and you do have some World Series uh, rings That's up true. there, so yeah, which we do, we do not right. uh, as of yeah. yet. Okay, the timing now, is everything. Now I'm feeling bad for you, Jack. I mean, uh, you should. You definitely should. <laughs> yes. No, it's baseball. We're we're pleased that we've got Major League Baseball in our city. Happy it's mostly Major League Baseball. Yeah. Jack, <laughs> listen, we're super excited you're coming back to we Pittsburgh sure to uh, be the keynote speaker at our 15th annual PAL event. So let's talk about church because we're in this strange area. I don't know what it's like where you are in Texas, but um, church attendance is down. And to be honest, we're missing people. I mean, part of our community here, where is everybody? And why are people, you know, sort of leery to come back into church? Well, not living there or being there, um, I I can't answer for for your region, of course. But here in Texas, we did have a huge advantage with early on in the pandemic, our governor uh, named uh, the churches as essential. And so we didn't have the issues of uh, resistance from our government, as some states did, and we were able to to rebuild gradually throughout uh, the first year. We actually, as a church, we were out about nine weeks, and uh, we came back in. And Fabulous. just over time, we, you know, we, we, yeah, we came back in on Pentecost Sunday of uh, 2020. So we were out from basically St. Patrick's Day to uh, Pentecost Sunday, and we came back. And first it was 30 percent, and then 40. And but we had. Uh, an incredible return, really, with our church. We're very pleased. Our church is pretty much all the way back. And the, but the great news is, we've just had so much evangelism uh, in this. And what God was saying to me uh, that maybe is what I'll share with the pastors and church leaders when I come up there is. All of us coming back, it's not going to be business as usual. It's not going to be normal. Uh, If you were looking for normal, meaning the church getting the old gang back together, I I think that's not the motivation we need. We need, uh, I'm just hearing the words evangelism, evangelism, evangelism. And we have a huge opportunity with, with so many people. We've had this medical crisis, but we've also had a mental health crisis that's yes. still going on. And the aftermath of that is, is going to be even perhaps greater. So people are empty, people are lonely, anxious, depressed, all these things that we know, marriage issues. So what an opportunity uh, for us as the church to uh, to reach people for Christ. But again, it's not going to be business as usual kind of church. If we're waiting around for that, uh, we'll wait uh, way too long. So we've got to get aggressive again with our personal witness and evangelism, training people to share their faith, boldly proclaiming Christ in the pulpit, teaching God's word, all those things. And uh, if we can do that and do it well, I do believe it can. Uh, we can look back and say, well, it was hard. It was terribly hard. And we grieve those that were lost, all of them. But uh, it's been good. Uh, and, you know, it could be another th- thing that God is pruning us and preparing us for something bigger and better. Amen to that. Okay, Jack. So it, it's one thing for the congregants, right, to feel this way, the the marital problems and the depression and all the anxiety. What about the pastors themselves? I mean, you're super connected. I'm sure you know a lot of different pastors. I can't imagine what it would be like to be on the front lines, to have your flock, your congregation, and the pastors themselves are feeling odd or fragile or broken in some way. 
Well, there's no question about that. And I'm seeing, you know, I think anecdotally people are saying that maybe one out of four pastors uh, will drop out uh, over the next several years just because of the disappointments and discouragements. Smaller churches, you know, we, we had... You know, we're a large church, and so we were able to, you know, sustain financially. And, oh, by the way, I will say I'm hearing from a lot of pastors that financially uh, the stewardship of the people was, was really good across the country. Yeah. The churches rallied members. They, they knew their churches needed them. And so that's been an amazing thing, hasn't it, in the midst of yeah. all this, that financially many churches have done uh, quite well. Uh, but uh, the pastors, you know, they – They've been um, you know, getting after it for the past 18 months, and just the uncertainty, that's what creates uh, the, uh, uh, the anxiety, and, the, and, and pastors are people too, and, and this is Pastor Appreciation Month, I'm told, so this would be, for all your listeners and members of churches out there, this would be a great, great time to encourage your pastor, send them a note, shoot them a text. Uh, show up at church. I mean, it it is time uh, to get back. Um, I don't know what your counts are there, and the data is in your area, but here in Texas, uh, you know, we're we're at the end of this, we believe, and 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 you can come back to church at least here, uh, you know, and and be safe. And um, you know, I know my friend Rob Wilton is up there in the Pittsburgh area, and and he's told me some of the struggles they've had just in getting their church plan, a church start. So uh, Rob and his group, they've just been working really, really hard, and he got COVID, and that's the other thing. You know, some of the pastors got sick, and so let's pray for one another. Let's pray for our pastors, and that's a great thing about having an event like uh, like you're having uh, is to be able, and, you know, I'm going to come with, with that message, a message of encouragement and, and blessing to, to those who serve. That's Dr. Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint Ministries, which you can hear right here on Word FM weekdays at 2 p.m. Jack is coming to Pittsburgh for our annual Pastor Appreciation Lunch, October 19th at the Double Tree by Hilton, right here in Green Tree. You have to sign up ahead of time, though. It's free for every pastor, every associate pastor. You can also bring your spouse, but you have to sign up. So WordFM.com. So John knows how much macaroni salad to make. Um, Jack, our time's almost up. Last question for you. And you alluded to this. Um, I think a lot of us who are on church staffs kind of started to think that, well, you know, COVID is hopefully on its way out so we can kind of, quote, go back to normal. Um, But I don't think any of us had any idea how much impact this whole era was going to have on us uh, psychologically, physically, relationally. Um, So this is kind of like the next challenge for the church, do you think? No question about that, 100 percent. And so good. Uh, It's go time. I spoke with our staff yesterday and and my theme was it's go time and it's it's time to go in in terms of fulfilling the Great Commission. It's it's time to go in terms of regathering uh, the church, and all the ministry things. So I, you know, I'm the ultimate optimist because I do know Christ. I know he has a plan for the church. He's never failed us, not one time. So uh, let's get on with the, with the assignment that he's given us and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's go. Amen to that. Hey, Jack, listen, we are super excited that you're coming into Pittsburgh. Looking forward to seeing you in person October 19th. Looking forward to it. See you then. All right. See you as well. He's going to wear his Texas Rangers jersey let's hope so we could use uh some... i'll wear my pirate stuff my buck I, did, I didn't bring it out much in the 
season, so I might as well bring it up. Please bring it on, yeah. Listen, you're a senior pastor, an associate pastor. You and your spouses are invited. Our 15th annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon here in Green Tree at the Hilton. WordFM.com is the place to go. Go there now and register. It's free. It's going to be a great event. We're looking forward to seeing you here. All of us are going to be here from Word FM. Kenny Woods, Kath, myself, Christy. Everyone's going to be there along with your keynote speaker you just heard, Jack Graham. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. As everyone knows, home values have skyrocketed. Chances are your home has gained a ton of equity. Why not use your home's equity to upgrade your house? How about a new pool in your backyard or a new kitchen? Turn your home's equity into cash with a cash-out refinance loan from Cash Call Mortgage. If your mortgage interest rate doesn't start with a 2, we may be able to lower your mortgage rate and get you cash. See just how low our rates are at CashCallMortgage.com. Get started on upgrading your house with a cash-out refi from Cash Call Mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffett forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA. It's time to break out to break through. The past year has been rocky for families across our nation, but your involvement makes a difference. Help Cornerstone TV pass on the hope of Jesus during our Breakout to Breakthrough broadcast, featuring Kanan Bridges, Sean Smith, Matt Sorger, Jane Hammond, and Jay Gilbert. Watch Monday through Friday, October 11th through the 15th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. That's Pittsburgh Channel 40 or Channel 5 on Verizon and Comcast. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... Don't you just love the smell of old books? This is a library. Sorry, ma'am. We're looking for a book titled Liberty Mutual Customizes Your Car Insurance So You Only Pay for What You Need. I don't think we carry that, but check nonfiction. It really does devour literature. Please leave. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. We decry social media a lot. And, of course, with all the conversation about Facebook and Instagram in the last three weeks, uh, there's been a lot of that. Um, John and I spend a lot of time on Twitter, and it can be a cesspool of negativity and just people being, you know, anyway. However, 
We saw something so terrific on Twitter about, I don't know, a week ago. It was written up in the Washington Post. Um, it all started with a tweet by Daniel, or no, uh, yeah, Mr. Harrison. It doesn't even, Kev Harrison, that's his first name, who lives in Nottingham, England. He's the one who wrote the tweet, but it was about his son, Daniel, whose 15th birthday was the next day. Um, he wrote this, Daniel's my son, profoundly autistic, hasn't one friend. It's his birthday. In his ECHP, he wrote that his two wishes were to learn to drive and make friends. So please wish him a happy birthday. Please show him you care. Please share. But he had no idea what it was going to look like because thousands of total strangers, including both John and I, um, sent birthday wishes for his son and offered their friendship. His tweet, as of today, John, has been viewed more than 14 million times. Wow. Okay. That's cool. More than 122,000 people have liked the original post. Love it. Kev Harrison, the father, said this absolutely blew my mind. Now, he said he was compelled to post the tweet after he and his wife read this thing called the EHC plan, which is his education, health, and care plan. It's part of how the government determines the level of support for young people who have special needs, okay. right? So when they read that, they read drive a car, make friends. They said, as mom and dad, it broke our hearts mm. because, of course, we want our son to have friends like we have friends and yeah. we want him to be able to do what he wants to do. Um, he's on more of the severe end of the autism spectrum, according to his dad. Um, Daniel struggles to engage in conversation and he says he's been through a lot in 15 years. But his dad said he's such a lovely kid. He's so kind. He's so sweet. Doesn't have a nasty bone in his body. And so he thought by just putting this out on Twitter, he would see what happens. But he said it was absolutely astonishing. I cannot tell you what it has done for my family and for Daniel to read one of these wishes after another. That's so cool. The one that was right before mine, which I'm sure... He was really locked in on mine after he saw Mark Hamill, who played Luke Skywalker, weigh in and wish him a happy birthday. I love it. So it ran the spectrum, right? So people from all over the world, I mean, everybody just chimed in. Right. So Russell Crowe was there. Apparently, I saw Russell Crowe's. I didn't see William Shatner was there. Uh, Jane Lynch, the actress. um, uh, Kristen Johnston, activist Aaron Brockovich. um, All sorts of people. But it was not, to me... The sweetest thing was hearing people who were also parenting kids with autism mm-hmm. say, hey, I have a son who's 18, and he didn't think that he would be able to make friends either, and here's a picture of him with his friends. Cool. Or, hey, I have autism, and I'm 21 years old, and I didn't have friends for a long time, but now I have two friends. I mean, people from like parents talking about their kids to people talking about themselves to all sorts of photographs, hey, this is – I'm really – happy to reach out to you, Daniel, on your birthday, and here's a picture of my dog, or here's a picture of my two cats. Or I mean, it was just it was just a flood of birthday Excellent. wishes. So th- there's the good news, right? As often as you kind of go, uh, I'm not quite sure what's going on online. The fact of the matter is it does have pockets of really wonderful things like that. People who are isolated and alone and feeling on the fringes of society People can reach out and connect with them and lift someone's spirits. Yeah. So that's really fabulous news. Excellent. Yeah. And as we said yesterday when we were talking about the Facebook and Instagram thing, it's not that all of the evil in the world is in Facebook. It's that all the evil is in all of us. Right. And Facebook is magnifying it. Yeah. And so if we get rid of Facebook or Instagram, 
we're not getting rid of the evil because we still are stuck with all of us. Yeah. I mean, I get that. But, you know, there's a lot to be said about that, right? Which I'm sure this what, is... you mean a... all the things that Facebook and... Yeah. Oh, of course, all the algorithms that magnify yeah. hatred and there's magnify There's a reckoning polarism. here that's going to take Of course, place. and the reckoning is absolutely... But I just think it's so important to think about ourselves, our actions, how we look at each other, mm-hmm. how we communicate, and maybe we have someone we know who has a kid who has autism. Right. We could say happy birthday in person. I have a friend who always says, before you post anything, pray first and then post. I mean, I think that's that's excellent advice, right? Pray first, then post. It'll change the way that you engage with social media. We'll take a quick break, come back. We'd like to go to the phones. We're going to open up the phones again. We did yeah. it the other day. It was so much fun. We decided mm-hmm. we'd try it. Yeah, that's during our 5 o'clock hour. Also, does this make sense? And we're going to hear from a Top Gun pilot. All straight ahead, the 5 o'clock hour here on Word FM. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A federal judge in Austin, Texas, orders the state to suspend its controversial abortion law. Federal District Judge Robert Pittman calls a Texas law that bans most abortions in the state an unprecedented statutory scheme to deprive women of their constitutional right to an abortion. The law, known as SB-8, signed by Republican Governor Greg Abbott, prohibits abortions once cardiac activity is detected, which is usually around six weeks before some women even know they're pregnant. It also deputizes private citizens to sue abortion providers with the promise of at least $10,000 in damages if successful. Abbott's administration is expected to appeal Pittman's ruling. I'm Tim McGuire. An agreement announced to extend the government's borrowing authority into December temporarily averting an unprecedented default that experts say would have decimated the economy. This is SRN News. Remember the kids' game Telephone? The teacher would whisper in the first kid's ear, I have a purple giraffe named Lucy. And then each kid would whisper that to the next kid to see if the message could make it to the end. At the end, little Johnny would of course yell out, My paper airplane is storming your Barbie castle. It's Ryan. And the point I'm trying to make is sometimes middlemen can create problems. At United Faith Mortgage, an important thing about us is that we have a direct lender advantage. We are an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. For you, this often allows us to get your loan done faster. And because we lend with our company's money, we can often get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Say, what would you do if you were a new Christian and you didn't have a Bible? It's Michael Woolworth, by the way, from Bible League International. And you'd probably say, well, I'd hop in my car. I'd go to a Christian bookstore or I'd have one shipped to me. What if those weren't options? You'd say, well, I'm new to the faith. I mean, I need to know what it means to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. You know, you would pray that someone, anyone, would bring you a Bible? And that's exactly the way it is for literally millions of Christians around the world. They're part of our spiritual family. They're new to the faith. They want to know what it means to 
grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus, but God has them planted where it's very difficult to access a Bible. And that's why Word FM and Bible League have teamed up to send God's Word to 5,000 Bibleist believers around the world. Our campaign is called The World Needs the Word, and you can send a Bible for $5 each, $100 sends 20, every gift matched. Make your most generous gift by calling 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or give at wordfm.com. The Original Mattress Factory is always looking for good people to join our team. If you're interested in a sales, manufacturing, or delivery position, we offer competitive pay and exceptional benefits packages. Integrity and strong work ethic are essential because at OMF, we strive for excellence in all that we do. To learn more about our company and our unique business model, visit us at originalmattress.com. You can stop by any of our locations or visit the employment section on OriginalMattress.com to complete an application. Hi, we're Katie and Ryland Weber, the founders of Convive Coffee. For more than five years, the heart of Convive has been to serve our community by sharing life and great coffee together. Sourcing beans from around the world, Convive Coffee samples and roasts right here in Pittsburgh. Come visit your local Convive Cafe at Adams Shops in Mars, McCandless Crossing, and Butler Street in Lawrenceville. We hope to see you soon at Convive Coffee. We'll see a couple of showers at a thunderstorm this evening, otherwise mostly cloudy skies tonight and mild with a low of 60. Some sunshine tomorrow, then turning cloudy with a couple of showers in the afternoon. We'll reach a high of 75. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow night. It'll be mild with a few showers, the low 61. Saturday, considerable clouds with a couple of showers, a gloomy start to the weekend. We'll see a high of 70. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's been a weird week about social media. So when former Facebook employee Francis Hogan testified a Tuesday of this week about the dangers yep. of Facebook and Instagram uh, for young children, for teens, uh, for you and I, a lot of parents, I believe, have started to, hopefully, rethink their parameters, their rules or mindset about social media. Are we doing enough to keep teenagers, kids safe Mm -hmm. from those perils, right? I mean, most social media apps are open to kids 13 and over. Of course, like anything, right? I mean, kids are going to find a way to finagle around it. They become extremely popular, obviously, with teen users. Um, Instagram, of course, um, Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Do you have any any connection with Snapchat no. at all? No. Um, so, Frances Hagen, she echoed what critics and researchers have said for years that social media can be addictive. Obviously, we know that, we all and know that, toxic, right? and has contributed to serious problems such as bullying and mental health issues. I'm reading from uh, today's Washington Post. Heather Kelly wrote a piece called "Banning Your Children from Instagram." won't help keep them safe. But there are some tips that could keep them safe. Okay, what does she say? She says, don't just take away social media. Just don't go cold turkey. Because, I mean, it's so important for kids to be connected, right? Right. Because most kids are connected on social media. I mean, it's so if you take it all away, then, you know, 
you sort of bang your kid into a black hole of nothingness. Right. And you ostracize your child. They're probably going to rebound in a way that isn't healthy either. Right. Wait until your kids are 13 to educate them. Uh, Wait until your kids are 13 to sign them up and then educate them about how it works. Right. Ease them into social media. Have their passwords and be aware of the communities that they're engaging with. And this is a big thing, I think. Just don't depend upon the tech tools to do the work for you. Like a lot of people think, oh, I've got, you know, parental controls on my computer that'll keep my kids safe. You just can't rely on that because kids know their way around these things. Mm -hmm. They're much more savvy about this. And I think the important thing is, I think anybody who's got a kid, you got to keep on talking and talking and talking and talking to your kid in the hopes that the kid's going to respond and talk back to you in a positive way about where they are and what they're doing online. You're absolutely right. The Facebook thing, I mean, a lot of what Francis Hagen said, I think people are treating like it's a big surprise. It's not. Well, we, we, We all know that it's addictive. We all know that people compare themselves on it. We all know that what was shocking and was the big revelation to me is that not only did Facebook know that, which is not a surprise because we all knew it, but that they were deliberately, deliberately maximizing the negative impact they were having on people and to get more cash. Exactly. I mean, that's the big thing. I mean, we're all victims of comparing ourselves to each other, whether we're watching something on Facebook or we're watching a video on YouTube or we're watching something on CBS or PBS or wherever. We can compare ourselves to anybody, right? That's not like sure. Facebook made that happen. Right. Um, especially women compare themselves to other women. That's just that's just the case in, in Western culture. But the fact that Facebook stirs the pot. Stirs the pot and that they know in other countries, to me it's even worse, in developing countries, they know how vitriolic people are based on emerging political parties, and they're magnifying that for for monetary gain. Right. It's, it's really evil, unconscionable. It? It's evil is what it is, right? You're just abandoning all moral claims and saying, just give me the money. Right. And everybody, and yep. the weird thing is that, you know, what Francis Hogan said is that everybody's bonus money, right? There's one thing about a salary, but then you get a bonus to, depending upon the platform and all the different algorithms and all those different engagement uh, particles. So everyone you know, is ramping things up higher to put, mm-hmm. sweeten their paycheck as well. Yeah, so it's in everybody's interest to do that. Exactly. It works for the company. I mean, it is just a cesspool. Yeah. So I wonder about this. Have you, Kath, have you, Christy, been less engaged on social media over time? When it first came out, I was like, I don't want to do that. And then, like everybody, I thought, oh, this looks interesting. This looks fun. I'm going to start to post and share photos. And, you know, everybody, we were off to the races. But over time, increasingly so, I find myself engaging far, far less than mm-hmm. I used to. It's like I've lost interest, and I don't want to be a tool of somebody that's the thing who's using that, me to make some cash. That's what I keep thinking about, is if I go online, which I still do, I still go on social media. Do you use and it? Still do you have, post? Uh, I don't post all that much, to Christy, be honest do you with post? You. On Twitter, I retweet a lot. I don't post on Facebook. I have it. I just don't post. Or if I do post, I post on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Instagram. Okay, so... I usually post on Instagram and then push it to Facebook um, because I have different people I connect with on different platforms. Um, And I am feeling a little sick about it 
especially in the last week since all this came out, because I'm thinking I don't, like you said, want to be another point in your algorithm so that you can decide how you can, you know, disturb someone with my, I don't know. The other thing, though, that concerns me is what you mentioned before the break. It was actually at the, in the four o'clock hour is, are we going to throw the baby out with the bathwater? I mean, is it, is, is it unredeemable? Is the medium unredeemable? Because we can, each one of us, we wouldn't have to think very long to mention terrific things we have seen on social media, like the like the story about the uh, guy from England who was concerned about his son who has autism, posted something and, you know, it was just like an avalanche of support. Uh, we know people who have gone through serious illnesses. I have very good friends who I've had for a long time who've suffered through a lot of stuff. Um, our good friend, Elias McMillan, who passed away a couple of weeks ago, Elias and I, Never were together in the same in the same space since he left the station here. We only communicated on social media. I wouldn't have done that if we didn't have. I mean, there are there are a lot of of ways that social media can be good. I just don't. I'm at this point kind of at, at a loss of how we use it well. Right. Okay. I, I get that. Yeah. To me, the point is that it's very valuable to keep long-distance relationships engaged. Right. I, I I think that's probably the the most prominent feature, at least for me. The big negative is, though, is that you're giving yourself away. You're allowing yourself to be used. You've paid, Look, I've posted photos of my kids, which now I regret. All those different things, it just seems, I, I don't mean to, you know, it seems evil. And I'm, I'm just, I don't want to be mm-hmm. used by someone for their own personal gain. And I'm thinking, I've been a fool. It's kind right. of like I feel jilted in okay, some way. Okay, but here's the thing. First of all, I'm sure you. we all have been fools, and I understand that we're all disappointed. Not surprised, but disappointed. But here's the thing. It's not like Twitter is better. I mean, it's not like the people who run no, Twitter saying... are great, upstanding people, or the people that run YouTube are the ones we want to run to to tell us what's right and wrong. But I'm just saying There's no, who, there, are all there, social yeah, media. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it would be easier for us to step aside. I mean, you know, you know, we're older people. So, but, you know, if you're 13 or and 15 or 22. And we have these microphones or, in front of us so we can communicate five days a week. But there are a lot of people who would like to communicate and don't have a platform. And so that's obviously where the idea of social media came from. Right. Okay. So my wife's got an aunt who lives in South Dakota, Aunt Veronica. Veronica's 90 years old. She's a pro at Facebook. I mean, I love her on Facebook. She's funny. She's sweet. She's engaged. I mean, I, I would remember miss... my mom on Facebook. Yeah, she was excellent. Right, nanny on mm-hmm. Facebook like a pro as well. Mm-hmm. I would miss that interaction. Right. But is it worth it? Is it worth the price that you pay to be used and I would say abused on social media platforms? 800-320-8255. Let's open up the phones. 800-320-8255. What social media platforms do you use? And with what you know now, will you change anything? That's the question. Eight hundred. Would you change anything? What social media platforms do you use? How do you think about it? 800-320-8255. When you call, uh, our new pr- producer, Christy Stockdale, is the first voice you will hear. So say hi to her. Yeah. And we'll be looking forward to talking to you on the ride home. Okay, that's a good question. Um, yeah. What are you doing with social media? Yeah, now? what are do you, you doing? Do you feel used and abused and have by you, it all? Are you ch- after all the stuff that's come out, are you going to change your you know, way of thinking about it, using it. You going offline? What are you doing? 800-320-8255. 101.5 WORD. The reason there are so many
many Christians who are hovering around the periphery of the Christian life is because they refuse to be filled by the Holy Spirit. Dr. Michael Youssef. You say, why would anybody would not want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Ah, because you cannot be filled with the Holy Spirit without surrendering the control of your life to the Holy Spirit of God. And not many people want to do that. Learn more this week on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. For the ones going above and beyond. For the ones reaching out, helping out, and lending a hand. For the ones people count on. You can count on Granger. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. Backed by 24-7 customer support and specialists to help with hard-to-find products. Because you've got everyone's back. We've got yours. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Your life, your hopes, your passions. These things are none of our business. Your baby monitor research, if you're using too much diaper cream, and whatever you are searching for at 1.15 a.m., that's really none of our business. Because your life is private, and unlike other tech companies, we think your internet should be too. <laughs> Aw, how old are they? Uh, that's none of our business either. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy. Simplified. It's time to break out to break through. The past year has been rocky for families across our nation. But your involvement makes a difference. Help Cornerstone TV pass on the hope of Jesus during our Breakout to Breakthrough broadcast. Featuring Canaan Bridges, Sean Smith, Matt Sorger, Jane Hammond, and Jay Gilbert. Watch Monday through Friday, October 11th through the 15th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. That's Pittsburgh Channel 40 or Channel 5 on Verizon and Comcast. So I'm watching Francis Hogan this week. On 60 Minutes and then before the Senate on Tuesday. And you're thinking, this is such a ripoff. We've been sucked into this social media thing. We've been sold this bill of goods about how fun and interesting and entertaining it is. Meanwhile, you know, it's nefarious and evil. They're just messing with us. And they've affected so much. Families, communities, politics. I would say the world in many ways. I just feel hacked off by the whole thing, betrayed by it. I mean, I know, you know, it's not, you know, this sort of. It's not a huge revelation. It's not a huge revelation. Yeah, exactly. But boy, to think that they are manipulating things the way they are. What, give us a call, 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. Sorry, I got excited. Yeah. And with no care for, like, how it's destroying people. You know, all of that internal 
uh, data that she released showed that they have proof after proof after proof of how detrimental their algorithms are. And they don't give a care. They don't. Let's go to the phones. Hey, Greg, uh, thanks for joining us today. What are your thoughts, please? Hey, Kathy. Hey, John. How are you guys? Just, Good. Is, is, this Greg the, is this Greg the trucker? Yes, it is. Yes, Hi. it is. Long time no talk to. How Hi. you doing? Yeah, I'm off the road now. I'm doing local, and I'm still in my truck, but I said I have to call on this because this is a, this is a, a topic. What are your that, thoughts? Uh, uh, my thoughts are like you guys' thoughts. Um, Facebook and all that. First of all, I'm not a techie guy, but I did learn how to get on Facebook, and I still get on it, but I don't do a lot of posting. I do more or less looking because i got a lot of family members mm-hmm. that's on, and I get to see it. But as far as I don't like none of it because it's just so much stuff that goes in my ear gate, my eye gate, that I don't know how to not look at. So I chose to come up off. When I first got on it, I used to put scriptures and different stuff like that there. But then I just started seeing buck wild stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. So that was like maybe a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, I just see how it's it's transformed into, you know how you have a, a little monster? Mm-hmm. And then you get a bigger one. And I, I listen to you guys. So I get my information from you guys. I still listen to you guys when you come on. But it's like the whole social media thing, Twitter, all of it, from my perspective, from a godly man's perspective, it's just going to get worse. My grandmother used to use a term back in the 70s when I was a young man, a teenager. She used to say the generations to come were going to get weaker, but they're going to be wiser. And now I understand what she was saying. She was saying the generations are going to be more weaker when it came to evil, but they're going to be able to use this evil to their advantage. Mm. That's, that's what's going on right now. That's really interesting. Wow. So you can ex- you can expect this Twitter thing. I don't care how much politics, Congress, and everybody get involved. The, my daughter and my grandchildren, uh, they are, uh, I just have to say, uh, they're, they're ruined. They're ruined because we, we, we have to learn how to, to give them something else because now they don't even want to face-to-face talk to you. Uh, they don't want to give you their numbers. Uh, they don't even want to show you their faces no more. Did you know they're, they're doing the forehead thing now? What? They're doing the, when you talk to them on Facebook or, or, or video call them or whatnot, they're not even allowing you to see their face. They're doing foreheads. Really? But so you're going to talk to their forehead? What the heck? Yeah, that's that's how they're doing it. That's what they're, they're, you know, I got I got some grandchildren that my my wife said, uh, you know, you can't even get their telephone numbers. They only want to do Facebook with you. Great, thanks for that phone Great, call. Great, good to hear from you. That's disturbing. Hope you're well, my friend. I got to investigate the forehead thing a little what more. The heck, eight hundred three two zero eight two five five eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. Are you using social media as before? What platform are you using? And with what you know now, with what's happened this past week, uh, and these it, revelations. Are you changing your strategy? Yeah. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, hey, Ken, you're with us. Thanks for joining us. What are your thoughts? Well, um, I am not an extensive user. However, 
I am sort of that Generation X time frame. And I have a feeling that a lot of us, that a lot of people that use Facebook now are just sort of in that generation and keep in touch with people they went to high school with. But I don't know about much else that's happening. So for me personally, I don't feel betrayed. I always knew that with a free service, I was the product. Yeah, it's smart. Um, me and my friends were what they were trying to buy and sell. So, um, and so you went yeah, into just, it and you accepted the bargain. Pretty much. Um, I'm I'm one of those terrible people that doesn't even have my photo as a profile picture. And so you have the great I person. Just, yeah. Well, actually, it's some. I can't even remember what it is right now. Well, here, I think that it's a picture of something I, I cooked on the grill. <laughs> Ken, a Ken, <laughs> Ken has put a piece of meat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, could, could be worse, Ken. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, really. Good. I appreciate the phone call. Okay, thanks, thanks, for thanks for your call, Ken. Good All stuff. right, yeah, appreciate right, it. Right. That's smart, though. Like you know, he what, knew put from a bratwurst well, up. No, 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 that he knew from the beginning that if it was a free service, that he and his friends were the product. Right. You know, yeah, that's what they were going to be buying and selling. 800-320-8255. Uh, are you using social media? Have these revelations over these last several days change your perspective about it? Let's go back to the phones and speak with Dana. Hey, Dane, uh, what's your perspective on this? So I just want to say for those families who don't want to do social media, mm-hmm. it's possible to not. Our family just doesn't do any, um, neither my husband and I, nor our children. And we heard long ago, friends complain once their kids went on social media, they stop reading, you know, they don't talk to them. I think a previous caller referred to that. And at our dinner table, everyone makes eye to eye contact Mm -hmm. and we talk and I get it. Some people enjoy it. That's fine. But it is possible for those who really want to, to just not be on it. At all. And so, Dana, what and about you? How old are your kids? 14 and 15. Okay. Are they not on social media at all? No. They are not. Okay. I like it. I like and are it they lot. boys or girls, Dana? Both of them are girls. Okay. And I have never regretted just not going down that road. Yeah. How do they feel um, about they it? Do you talk they... about social media? We do. Yeah, sure. Friends of theirs are, and we try to just say, well, that's fine for their family. Our family's going to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and they accept it. Sure, if we said you can sign up for something tomorrow, I'm sure they would. Um, but we've chose to sort of let them form their identity outside of that constant pressure cooker. And, you know, when they get older, obviously they can do as they wish. Right. But we have no regrets. Excellent. Good for you. That's I appreciate Dana. that. That's good, Dana. Uh, okay. Uh, that's a totally different perspective. And I wonder, you know, what percentage of families are like Dana who have said, no, that's not, you know, what the weird thing is, and this came out years ago that, you know, the tech giants, they would not allow their kids to have a smartphone. Right. It was like, right? remember when Madonna uh, revealed that she didn't let her children listen to her music? Yeah. Same kind of thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, it's just... We're the first generation, so essentially we are the guinea pigs of this morass that is upon us. Yep. And, 
you know, whether it's Ken saying he's not involved that much or, you know, disinterested and Dana saying nothing, you know, no involvement with her kids and her family. They're having time at the dinner table. Or Greg, you hear Greg. I mean, he's looking at his grandkids' foreheads. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, which again, I need to investigate I, more. I don't, I mean. Uh, okay. So all of this, I think, is a good conversation to have, especially with people you trust, because there's a lot involved. Like Dana, I specifically asked Dana about her kids, because kids have a different perspective. I'm not saying Dana should be letting her kids be on social media. I'm just saying that they have a different perspective because their whole lives, social media has been a thing. They've never lived in a world without social media. And so their look at it. Christie's look at it at age 27 is different than our look at it. Um, and so I, however, I just I have to confess this. I am reluctant to give it up because I keep in touch with so many people that way. And there's no possible way I could keep. I know you say, well, you could get their phone numbers, whatever. I'm, we're just not pals that we're going to be talking on the phone. But it's nice to be able to see what they're doing to make a comment. But you don't yeah, think but it no, is. No, no. Well, here's the thing. Okay, of all your, you know, and I'll put this in quotes, friends on Facebook. The weirdness of the algorithm is you might see 25 of those friends, and you might have a thousand people you're connected with on Facebook. But I, I don't see those people. I don't know what yeah. the heck's going on with okay. the large majority. Okay, but let me, let me say this though: if you, you know, we've been talking about algorithms so much that what you post gets you more. Okay, so if you post vitriolic political things, right. you're going to see more vitriolic political things, right? So our this friend is, Ken, who's posting bratwurst, is he getting meat ads? Uh, maybe he is. Uh, you know, maybe he, he is. Getting? Okay, but let me let me say this though: I don't post anything political on on social media. I do not post anything political, so I don't get anything. Yeah, I don't either. So I'm posting you, photos of my so, dog. So you also, poor baby, in some ways get what you give. It's kind of like life. It, well, it is. It is. So, <laughs> right? you know, we can complain yeah. about how horrible the things we see are, um, but how much are we contributing into that by yeah. what we're posting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the revelations this week you know, prove that. Prove that point, right? Yeah. So it's something to be concerned about. 800-320-8255 if you want to make your comments or your thoughts on social media known. Our question is, what social media platform do you use? And with what you know now, after all the revelations about Instagram and Facebook, would you change anything? Okay. So knowing what you know now, would you, would you do it, it again? It makes me feel dirty using That's Facebook That's it. It does make me feel dirty. It does. But, Same thing. But we're be, but. Let's not be tricked into thinking, like I said before, that, oh, I'm going to go to a better platform and only use Twitter. Well, you could be like Dana and say, I'm not going to engage at all, right? Yeah. I'm just not going to do it. And you're healthier probably because of it. I believe that's true. Yeah, but how do you, I mean. But now that I'm into it, how do you back out of it? Yeah. And what if you're in a position, a job that requires it? I mean, there are a lot of jobs that require it. I mean, in fact, every job presupposes it what that you're on social media in some in some jobs you don't use it but certainly every person who's applying for a job you know is presupposed to be on social media because part of the interview process of course is your potential employer going back and looking at your feeds if someone could explain to me the value of linkedin i'd be i'd appreciate that because i don't get that listen i have a friend john I i have not looked at my linkedin profile in about a decade so heaven knows what's on it. I think I'm talking about turtles but on it. I just had a friend who got a job this week. On LinkedIn. 
He didn't apply for the job. Somebody found him on LinkedIn and said, hey, I like what you're doing. What? You, want, you want a job. Really? So, I got this job via LinkedIn. You got this job via Christy. LinkedIn? Yes. Get out of here. I applied, I applied via LinkedIn. Holy smokes. Okay, so look, there it is. So, okay, but don't start thinking LinkedIn is an evil. I don't know what you it know is. It I don't is. even know They're what all, it is. They all are. I mean- Every one of them. What you're looking for the you're looking for the like purest though driven snow social media. <laughs> yeah, platform. that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Wait, let's go, we got time for one more phone call. Hey Jim, thanks for joining the conversation. What do you got for us? Well, mine is more with my kids who are now uh, early twenties. Um, I, I always was suspicious of the social media, um, but I, I will say, two out of three of them have just wrecked their faith. Um, they're in a bad place. Um, I always felt, you know, I wanted to give access to it because it's going to be part of their lives and they could make mistakes while they're in our house. And um, it's, I, I just, I grieve over the errors of my ways here. And um, I pray every day that my kids' souls will be redeemed. Um, but Instagram and Snapchat destroyed two of my kids' lives i mean again they make choices we all have choices and who knows what the father has in mind for them in the future but i have just a pit of despair that won't go away oh jim i am jim, so, sorry, I'm to so hear that. sorry to hear that i'm sure that there are literally tens of thousands of people listening right now who's, who, who resonate with that who say no i i see that i've seen that in my own family mm-hmm. yeah all right, Jim. Okay, Jim, before you leave us, do you use social media at all yourself? You know, I did a little bit of Twitter about three years ago, and I just kind of backed away because it just – I just – I thought I could get news there, but then it just – there's too much – Vitriol. Yeah, too much vitriol. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just not where I want to be. I just don't want to be there. I mean, Good. it's just not – yeah. Well, Jim, well, okay, first of all, congratulations on knowing that that's not where you want to be and then not hanging out there. And you and your children, yeah. they're in our prayers. Mm-hmm. They truly are. We, yeah. we just grieve for that. I mean, I can hear the heartbreak in your voice. Yeah. So our prayers go out to you and to your family and that they find their way back to the Lord. We need to step away and take a quick break, but uh, stay with us. We're Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It is The Ride Home, and the radio is 101.5 Word FM, WORD. To be or not to be, if that's your pest question, get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. Booze respects bees until they become a stinging problem for homeowners. Boo and his Bug Stoppers team can safely remove wasps, hornets, carpenter, and ground bees with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get a free quote today. When it comes to getting the buzz on bees, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Impact Mortgage Corp. TV, a cash call mortgage, NMLS ID, 128231, equal lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $250,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. What's better than a mortgage interest rate and APR in the twos? How about a no-closing-cost mortgage loan with an interest rate and APR in the twos? That's right. We have no-closing-cost loans here at Cash Call Mortgage. We pay the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. So if you're looking to save a little cash on your monthly mortgage payment, call Cash Call Mortgage today. Our quotes are always free. If your mortgage rate APR is not in the twos, Cash Call Mortgage could lower your interest rate and save you some cash. What are you waiting for? With low rates and no-closing-cost options, now is the time to refinance your mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. 
Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. Word FM presents our 15th annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, 12 p.m. Tuesday, October 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton in Greentree. A free event open to all senior and associate pastors and their spouses. Come experience a day of gratitude, fellowship, and encouragement. Tuesday, October 19th, featuring keynote speaker, Pastor Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint, heard daily on this station. Doors open at 10.30 a.m. Reservations are required. To attend, reserve your free tickets now at wordfm.com slash pastors. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. After 10 surgeries to repair the cleft lip and palate she was born with, Velia saw her new forever smile. After spending his first 114 days of life in the NICU, AJ graduated. After Ella's ninth brain surgery this year, music helped her heal. After enduring cancer treatments, Sam, Sean, and Tristan celebrated. Your generosity makes moments like these possible for kids at UPMC Children's Hospital. Donate to Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh Foundation today. Give to childrens.org. We'll see a couple of showers and a thunderstorm this evening. Otherwise, mostly cloudy skies tonight and mild with a low of 60. Some sunshine tomorrow, then turning cloudy with a couple of showers in the afternoon. We'll reach a high of 75. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow night. It'll be mild with a few showers, the low 61. Saturday, considerable clouds with a couple of showers. A gloomy start to the weekend. We'll see a high of 70. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Nuclear power. (laughs) Wait, you're talking Three Mile Island and Chernobyl? Yeah. Well, I would say (laughs) yes. Those two probably, for anyone in the nuclear power industry, not the two best options or examples, but yes. I've been to Chernobyl. I've eaten a meal at Chernobyl. Yeah. Um, I've been to Three Mile Island. Yeah. I've driven by quickly. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it does. Okay. Despite the, this new generation they're telling us is much safer. <laughs> it's kind of like Snapchat or Twitter or Facebook. New generation. Mm-hmm. No, I, I believe it does. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to have its place in the world. Okay. You don't think it does? i got to be honest with you, John. Yeah. I don't think it makes sense. Tell me. I think that the risk is just too high. The it reason I bring it up is I was reading another description of the cleanup at Fukushima, which has been, what, a decade ago? Yeah. That's sad, isn't it? I can't get over what is still happening or not happening at that site. The whole area is And I think to myself, you've been to Chernobyl. You know what disaster that wreaked on. Anyway, I'm coming down on on the wrong side of this, John, for a lot of people in the industry, but I just got to say, I I don't think it makes sense. I'm saying yes, it makes sense. Of course, I'm not living in Chernobyl or Fukushima. 
All right, you're going like you know high end on me. I'm going to the you know the base level, which is where I'm comfortable. Uh, <laughs> does this make sense? Juji fruits, <laughs> dots, <laughs> Swedish fish, yeah. the old gummy candy, yeah. Yeah. which the first I ge- first generation gummy. Fan. Yeah, I was at a party on Saturday, and we were talking, and someone said like, like under their breath, they were like apologizing. I like dots. And I was like, I love dots. You can't we had like love a little celebra- dots. We had like a celebration together. I love dots. You can tolerate dots. No. You can't love dots. Uh, listen, I actively go out of my way to buy a box of juicy fruits. Yeah. And then I eat the whole thing at one time and feel good about it. I love the kind of candy, that little sort of chewy, gummy, Swedish, fishy, juicy fruits, dot stuff. Makes perfect sense to me. That makes no sense. Come on. Seriously, that is Juji Fruits, or are they Juju Fruits? No, they're Juji. J-U-J-Y. Okay. Juji They fruits. are so much work for what you get out of them. What? I think it's like eating celery. Like, am I actually burning calories by eating this? It's good it's for you. It's just a lot. And then you always have to use a toothpick or a pen or get it out of your tooth because there's always that there's always a residue there it's very satisfying no and the dot is like flavorless the dot's fabulous the dot is lame i love the dot it's like the, before they dots. developed flavor that's when they were making dots <laughs> that's wrong oh, you're wrong you're missing out on something yeah i mean like look at a spree like that's got flavor to it on the dot 101.5 WORD. If you're a believer, you have a dangerous enemy. His name is Satan, and Scripture says he prowls around like a lion looking for someone to devour. How do you resist him? Well, it's about using the powerful defenses that God gives to his people. Make sure you know how to use the believer's armor. Join John MacArthur on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension.
pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. been in the church for a while you know your pastor leaves and then all of a sudden you know there's the pastor nominating committee that right they get you know resumes from different pastors and you know you're looking at candidates so a resume comes across and um it says that uh, the pastor who's applying is a, a former top gun f-14 uh pilot and instructor yeah he was at the pentagon on september 11th when the planes came down he also went to harvard i mean how do you how do you approach something like that I don't know. We're going about to find out. Pastor Tom Joyce is with us. He is headed to Northgate Church October 16th for a men's rally. It looks to be a fabulous time. Tom's going to talk to us about that. But, but hey, Tom, uh, that's wild. I mean, that resume itself is just an incredible thing. Well, good afternoon. It's good to be with you. And uh, God has been favorable to me in my life, and I'm very thankful for that. Indeed. All right, so, Tom, um, you don't have probably a lot of friends who've taken the same career path that you have. Um, Talk talk to us about that. Yeah, so did you retire from the Navy, and then you decided to pursue seminary studies, or were you thinking about that while Uh, you were still serving? uh, While I was still serving. I just, uh, I was an elder at our church, more focused on leading men in the men's ministry, and I had just had a, a real desire to to learn more about the scriptures and the languages, and also I decided I've got the time. Let me try a seminary. That's fabulous. Okay, Tom, so let's go back and talk about you as a young guy, because, you know, in, in reading about you, I know that you were in this F-14 Tomcat. You flew in that. You were in the movie Top Gun. Um, you were also at the uh, 9-11 at the Pentagon whenever the planes fell down. But talk about those early days as a guy and wanting to be a, a, an aviator and how you made that a reality. Well, I, I grew up on Long Island. And uh, in high school, I, I, I think I focused on uh, on academics, uh, not as much, though, as athletics. And so I got recruited by a number of schools to do different sports. And the one that I think appealed to me the most was to go to the Naval Academy and uh, play lacrosse. That was my uh, sport of choice. And so I also grew up uh, in the town that I grew up in, in Long Island, many of the men in my local community, worked at Grumman Aerospace. I see. And they were uh, instrumental in both uh, part of the space program, but most importantly for me, they were instrumental in building, testing, and eventually introducing to the fleet uh, the F-14 Tomcat. Fabulous. Okay, so then... So, uh, yes. So that's your DNA. That's my DNA. (laughs) Yeah, so when I was getting ready to graduate from the Naval Academy and uh, you you actually get to select what you want to do uh, after you graduate. Um, I, I finished high enough in my class to get a choice, and I selected uh, aviation. Mm-hmm. So um, 
going to flight school then was very competitive. I think everybody wants to fly the newest and the fastest, which was the F-14 Tomcat. But uh, I, I worked hard, and again, God was favorable towards me, and I was able to get a slot to, to fly the F-14. Now, uh, just to clear the record, I am because of some uh, sight limitations, I, I was not able to be a pilot, but I'm actually a, what's called a naval flight officer. So we fly in the back seat for the F-14. I flew in the back seat there and ran all the radar and the weapon system, communication, navigation, those things. What a ride that must have been. It was. It was indeed a ride. Talk about 9-11. We, of course, at the 20th anniversary a few weeks ago, spent a lot of time talking with people who survived the attack, people who have gone on to, you know, terrific careers in speaking and writing, uh, you know, thinking back on that day, the people that they lost, um, the careers that they lost, you know, the communities that they lost. And so I wonder for you, being a member of the military, being at the Pentagon on 9-11, what that was like for you. Um, you were there for the attack. Um, were you injured on that day? I was not injured. Uh, our office was one of the ones that was hit, though. We were on the fifth floor right at the impact point our office uh, spanned the c and the d ring uh, of the um of the top floor and so if you can picture the airplane penetrating from the e ring which is the outer ring it penetrated through the e d and c ring and stopped just short of the b ring and took everything out from basically the ground floor all the way up to about three and a half floors and so we were kind of teetering on the top as the airplane tunneled underneath us, but all of that burning jet fuel and the, the debris of the collision of the airplane came through the windows, obviously, and, and uh, into our office. So we were in extremis. We did have a number in our office that were injured, mostly took head injuries from the flying debris, uh, but we, everybody survived in our office, which was about 100 people that were there Amazing. Uh, that morning. It's an incredible thing. Tom Joyce is with us. He is headed into Pittsburgh at Northgate Church Saturday, October 16th. You can hear Tom's inspiring message. You go online right now at northgatechurch.com. So, Tom, what is it, as you have a ministry now, uh, obviously you're a pastor as well, but you're interested in, in sharpening iron, sharpening iron with young men. Talk to us about that and where you see guys are in the uh, 21st century and what we need to hear, what we need to learn. Well, I, I, I have just a passion for pouring into men. I think if anybody can look back in their life and say, what did God create me for? Uh, I would say uh, all my life, uh, God has created me to be able to lead and impact uh, other men. And I have two of them of my own, my, my two, two sons, and I have two sons-in-law, so I feel like I'm, I'm pouring into and leading them uh, as well. I, I do think that society has probably, um, over the years, downplayed the role of, of men in society and, and also kind of belittled the role of a dad. I mean, you look at any silly commercial, and they usually have the dad being the the buffoon and uh, and the mom is the one that comes up with all the wise decisions, which is is quite often the case. Uh, but the belittling of men, I think, is unfortunate. When God has called us, I think, to a, a strong sense of biblical manhood, which I, I usually define as a leader, protector, and provider. And so that has been my focus, is to try to model for and then train other men to fulfill their biblical role that God has laid out for men, leader, protector, and provider. Fabulous. 
Tom Joyce on the air with us. Um, you're going to be visiting Pittsburgh. And Tom, we only have a couple minutes left. But um, before you leave us, just talk to us about how you feel like these, you know, we have spent a whole segment before you came on talking about social media, talking about how it affects especially young people. Um, but I wonder if you have contact with men who, you know, interact with social media. Is that a thing that's difficult for men to manage as well? I, I as a woman, I know that women tend to compare themselves a lot yeah. on social media. Is that a danger for men? I, I don't know if it's uh, quite as a danger as appearance, as women it is for women. Uh, but I do think men kind of measure themselves up against um, what does another man do for a living? And, mm-hmm. and uh, I think a man, a man goes to a, a party somewhere, the first thing he walks in the room, he says, what's your name and what do you do? Sure. And they want to know where do I measure up on the scale of the men that are following me here in the room. And every man wants to know that. And I do think that it could be uh, you can get tripped up pretty quickly in social media uh, trying to one-up somebody or wondering, uh, am I worth it? And yet I I think a man should not look at social media, but should look in Scripture and see absolutely we're worth it. I think of Ephesians 2.10 that says, we are God's workmanship. We are his creation, his masterpiece, created for works that he thought about beforehand, that we would walk in them. Well, what a great thing to have your your God love you that much that he had a plan already mapped out for your life. Amen to that. Hey, Tom, we're excited that you're coming into Pittsburgh. It promises to be a great day of fun and fellowship and inspiring messages as well. So congratulations. Looking forward to October 16th when you hit town. Can't wait to get to Pittsburgh. Listen, check it out right now, won't you please? Northgate Church. It's northgatechurch.com, this free event. Tom's going to be there all day long, a Saturday. So there's different venues, 9 o'clock, noon, 1.30, 4.30. It's all happening at Northgate Church, this wonderful event. It's a rising to the challenge, the men's rally at Northgate Church, northgatechurch.com. Tom Joyce is going to be there. We'll step away. We got more ahead. National Frappe Day. What's a frappe? Oh, for crying out loud. I don't know what's a frappe. Where can you find a mattress store that truly puts your needs first? Only here at the Original Mattress Factory. Our team is here with a no-pressure approach to help you find the right mattress to meet your unique needs. Whether it's back support, comfort, or long-term durability you're seeking... Nobody knows more about what makes a great mattress great. We want to make sure you're prepared to make the best choice for you, whether you buy from us or not. Stop by your local OMF store to see the original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Who doesn't love a good deal? What if you could confidently know that you're getting the best deal on a mattress on any given day, not just during one of those today-only sales? At the original Mattress Factory, we have something better than a sale. A fair, factory-direct price on excellent quality products for everyone, every day. So you can take your time and buy when you're ready. When you're looking for the best mattress at a great value, come to the Original Mattress Factory first. OriginalMattress.com 
Don't let bees buzz off your customers. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Booze 100% Satisfaction Guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. I find that patients just want to be heard. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. That takes time to sit down and listen to what the patient has to say. Listen to their past experiences, because that's all important in how I then present treatment to them, formulate a treatment plan for them, and how we move forward with their treatment at our office. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Each year, thousands of women are enslaved and sold like property in the U.S., and Pittsburgh ranks among the top 10 cities for human trafficking. But that's about to change. Thanks to Refuge for Women, the nation's largest nonprofit faith based organization of its kind, providing safe housing and specialized long term care free of charge to women escaping this criminal industry. An expensive undertaking one that deserves our support. Learn how you can help at refugeforwomen.org slash Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Happy to tell you it's National Frappe Day. Um, you like a frappe? I think it's a drink, right? Oh or a pancake. On. Okay, so it's it's a drink that's mixed with ice. Hard that's, to keep it's up. like seriously, just hard to keep actually, up. I mean, it's stuff. really not that hard. Could I just have a regular coffee? Just, just give me a cup of coffee. Some um, Joe. So what I didn't know in my deep investigation into the frappe mm-hmm. for today's program is that it originated in Greece. Sounds I would Italian. think that was Italian. Yeah. But it's not. It so what is a frappe? So um, it's a Greek iced coffee drink made from instant coffee, water, sugar, and milk. Sounds horrible. Okay. It's outstanding. Um, the name frappe comes from Fr- the French where it describes drinks chilled with ice, which is the glory of it and why I love the frappe because you know I don't like any hot beverage. But it's instant coffee. So it's like Folgers I don't think Christmas. it has to be instant coffee. There's, you just read yeah, it. Yeah, I know. That's I know it said that. But I don't think it has to be now. I mean, it's evolved into being. If we're having a national frappe day, it's a little more than you know where it began. Oh, la di da. Well, I'm just, uh, Christy Stockdill. Do you enjoy a frappe? Uh, sometimes, depending on the day. Okay. Um, what makes you say yes or no to such a thing? The day. The day. Yeah. Okay. What, what, okay. <laughs> what, why do you like it or not like it? On the day. Um, if it's like a nice hot day, mm-hmm. you know, get a little caramel, mm-hmm. caramel frappe, then mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Frappe. Yeah, John, you've never had a frappe? Uh, you know, I, sometimes I go to, uh, you know, you go to like uh, the, the Mini Mart or whatever, and they sell those cans, right? The bottles. The bottles of the Starbucks coffee. Oh, the frappuccino? Yeah. In a bottle. I'll do something yeah. like that. So what's the difference between a frappuccino and a frappe? Well, it's like what's in the bottle, only it's mixed with, with ice. ice, with crushed ice. So the yeah. texture is what makes it glorious. See, what I really like is those Starbucks double shot espressos in the can. Boom. That tastes good. Seriously, I could never. What? I love that stuff. I could never. No. Really? I had one here in the fridge, uh, which I appreciate. Uh, Does that, he, doesn't that make you crazy? 
no more than uh, you know it would otherwise. Really? So you don't get like a giant caffeine hit and no, go? Uh-uh. No, yeah. it feels good. I just like it. Yeah, good. I had one here in the fridge uh, at Word FM for about a week, and it just sat there. I was like happy to come back and go, oh, look, nobody drank it. Okay, my favorite frappe is really high-end. Are you ready? Okay. It's McDonald's. Their mocha frappe is so delish, and it has a little... I don't like whipped cream, so there's no... I don't. I throw no whipped cream on top, but they put this little drizzle of chocolate sauce right on top like this, like just like this. I'm sorry. It just winds around. Yeah. It is so... It's cheap and t- just yum. Cheap and yum. I'm sort of embarrassed to say the word. Yum. Frappe. Why you Just, don't you wouldn't want to go up to the little speaker I, and say I would that? Not. I would never do that. This is like how John thinks that like it's not okay to wear jerseys anymore. Like he's not going to wear a, Penn's a sports jersey. jersey. Yeah. No, I'm not. Why? Uh, and you'll never catch me drinking a jer- uh, drinking a frappe in a in a pirate jersey. Or Why? Anything like that. Why won't you wear a jersey? I think you reach a certain age. Oh, for crying out loud! And you go, I'm just not going to oh wear. I'm not 16 anymore. Oh my god! I'm not going to wear a jersey. Oh. I just feel like goofy. Mm-hmm. It just it's sort of undignified. Are you too old for a frappe? Uh, I'm, no, I'm not saying I'm too old. I'm just you know, too refined. <laughs> I think I'm going to get no. one tonight. I just think they're ridiculous. It I sounds think I'm going to get one tonight. A frappe. It's kind of embarrassing to say the word. No, I like it. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.